Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicars.com. My name is Abhishek and Forbes India celebrates its 9th anniversary and this package commemorates much of that. Joining me on the call on the other line is Forbes India's Salil Panchal to talk all about it. Hi Salil, welcome back and happy 9th anniversary to all of you. Hi Abhishek. Thanks thanks a lot. Take us through the theme this time around. Uh, the anniversary issue is Uh, usually a fun read it's a fat package as you mentioned you know 9 years of uh, a forbes india and it's really been a very very uh, uh, enterprising and engaging journey for the magazine and what we were thinking is that's where the the theme stuck around the word 9 that 9 is going to become a very crucial number for india particularly if we had to get to the heady days of 9% growth so we decided that let our entire team focus on 9 and try and understand that what do we need to do to get to that 9% so so let's start uh, salil with uh, a story that you've done to quote uh, as india aims for higher growth it not only needs a massive spurt in job growth but also more meaningful employment uh, how do you mean that w- w- what is the context to it if you look at india's you know situation as far as jobs is concerned it's always been a touchy issue you know if even today 2018 uh, the government is extremely extremely sensitive about you know about data coming out on jobs and what and how many jobs have actually been created and the more i went into this issue i realized that actually there's no single agency which which has a very clear number which says that so many jobs have been created by each government it's not a fault of this government but it it's happened even in previous governments that we really don't have an assessment of how many jobs have been created now the problem is that it's not just creating jobs so what happens is you have an economy as as we came out of the of the uh, late 2000s we grew very rapidly from a largely agriculture based economy to services we almost completely skipped the whole industrial the manufacturing part of uh, expansion the result of that is that yes you have a lot of jobs created in the services sector which is your fastest growing right now and and which provides more than 50% to the gdp the problem of that is that a lot of services simply creates low skill jobs so you have jobs but they are not high productive jobs if i have someone who is let's say on contract uh, and i'm and he or she is not sure about salary or not sure about their stability in that in that workforce they will obviously not be productive you know so india traditionally has always been a uh, part of the informal workforce you know you have had a lot of people looking for odd jobs uh, at various points of time so you had people who have either dropped out of that workforce or they have not been able to get the right job that they were looking for yeah incidentally so, salil as, as you mentioned informal sector uh, approximately 9 out of 10 people in india who work are from that sector especially in the manufacturing uh, industry now you know so what what happens to that is that uh, then you have had a scenario where yes we have created jobs but but a they are not at the pace at which we required them so so there's an estimate which says that we, we need about 12 to 16 million jobs to be created each year that's the new workforce which will come into india each year and while that itself is a challenge you also have to add to that issues like people who would have lost their jobs in the previous year and people who are trying to shift from what i spoke about low skill jobs to high skill jobs there's been a mismatch in terms of skilling obviously not everybody has has managed to get the right type of skills and that that itself becomes a big concern so 
policy makers always talk about oh we created so many jobs but the point is that you have not created jobs either where they were required or you have you have had a mismatch that person who requires the job has not found the job you know you know the irony of course is that the main factor for the low rate of jobs creation is low investments uh, Absolutely. in an economy which is booming and you want to reach and stay there at 9% eventually there is a little bit of irony there you'll understand that it's been a few tough years you know it's been a, a few tough years for the corp- for corporate india india inc has been struggling with bad debts capex expansion has just not happened the way people wanted it to jobs are obviously fewer than even the it companies have not been excluded from that in fact uh, between 2015 and 17 we have had several thousands of jobs in the it sector you know your your big it firms infosys wipro tcs uh, those jobs going down you know you have a scenario where you're not too sure you know how how fast and how how much operate india will be able to expand uh, immediately how bullish is uh, forbes india uh, salil with respect to you know india getting to 9% or what does india need to do and to sustain it more importantly given that you mentioned yes. bad loans you're right so as of december to put some numbers to it's a 146 billion dollars worth of uh, bad debts have been accumulated across all banks public and private and Absolutely. i think after after the string of scams that we saw earlier uh, last month uh, all the 21 state owned banks lost their uh, half of their market cap since october uh, almost overnight or in that week and of course recently idbi2 was in the fray so things are not exactly rosy absolutely look at it from a bank perspective that you know they are obviously not in a position to lend to a large infrastructure projects there is this issue that as i discussed earlier that if i have the financial services sector which is growing which is providing jobs no doubt if you want the real high volume jobs to be created it has to come from manufacturing you you have a manufacturing sector which is still not kick started that well and most of the economists that we were speaking to and this is part of the broader story that uh, my colleague uh, samar shrivastava wrote about trying to understand that will we at all get back to that 9% and and what does the macro situation actually look like and if you see that you know really since to take your question forward which you asked me that you know how bullish is forbes india and i can tell you that you know the 9% is 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 not something that economists are talking about frankly we're not they're not too bullish about growth picking up immediately and and the reason is the whole mix of it you know so you have the job situation which we spoke about that's obviously an issue you have issues relating to exports indian india's exports have just not picked up the way we wanted them you have global concerns which are very very real at the moment and all of this is keeping uh, experts uh, a little bit pessimistic about where growth could come from you know right and on the reform side because that's where the next you know if we have to shift this uh, move the needle as they say one needs to have these big bank reforms which mr modi under this government has indeed passed a couple of them like the bankruptcy code what are some of the things that they've done right but what more needs to be done asli we must understand that we are getting closer to that uh, big date in 2019 again it's nine which is the general elections and look what the government is going to say you know the government has if they are to prepare their report card at the moment uh, they're going to talk about so we have created x number of jobs growth is at 7% around which is much better than what most global economies and and major economies of of the size of india have not been able to achieve and they are nowhere close to it inflation is low there's transparency they introduced two reforms uh, mega reforms of demonetization and gst add to that rera in the earlier years and you then feel that their report card is pretty good but the problem is there are really big concerns that they have not been able to address right 
Then there are land and labor reforms, for instance. Those have been written many, many, many decades many back. And so, for instance, so, many companies retain less than 50 employees, uh, Salil, is what I've read somewhere, right. because they can't sack without asking the permission from you know, the government, for instance, or, Absolutely. or the unions. That starts affecting your productivity. It starts affecting jobs. It starts affecting who you can replace at what level uh, and for how long. So all of this is interlinked. So they have not been able to address those issues. If you look at growth at the moment, you know, so if we purely look at numbers, yes, we are at 7%. Growth currently largely is being driven by the consumer demand. So consumer spending, retail, that's going to be key. That's going to be the key driver for growth going ahead the next two, three, five, ten years, which is which is fine. But it will have to extend to other areas, you know, so that, that is where you know, experts are not too sure. Even even we feel that on the ground, we have not seen enough taking place, you know, uh, for us to be convinced that this is going to be uh, a sustainable model where, you know, seven will go to eight percent and eight to nine. So which are some of the sectors, uh, Salil, that uh, you think will be to watch out for the next few years? Auto, it's going to have to be steel. It's going to have to be uh, infrastructure, roads, those are the areas where job and your growth will have to come from. Now, typically what we have seen is that when we were speaking to analysts and trying to understand that, that assuming over over a period of time we do get to the 9% or we get closer to 9% if we are to be realistic, there are some sectors which, which definitely do uh, stand out. Some of them, of course, are well known. So you have, you have retail, which I spoke about, organized retail remains driver, insurance, Financial products, obviously, as financial inclusion continues and banking continues. So those areas, those areas of insurance and banking will continue to see growth. The government has given a huge fillip to, you know, affordable housing. So affordable housing will continue to, uh, you know, see uh, huge uh, demand. So will, um, you know, warehousing, logistics firms. Uh, and MSMEs, you know, that's again a, a, a key area for growth. And and we wanted to understand that, you know, uh, since we're on the theme of nine, are there companies which have had nine lives? You know, uh, not not actually sticking to the number nine, but but there are a lot of companies which we realized over the last seven, eight, ten years, which have actually undergone a huge amount of reform. You know, I don't want to dwell too much into it, but I'll I'll share some of the names that we we found very interesting. Arvind is there, Arvind Limited, uh, you know, BPL, which is really a, a, just a pure, you know, television consumer electronics firm that has seen a huge, huge amount of change. SR now in trouble, but has undergone a lot of changes over the years. India's newest bank, IDFC, had planned a few, you know, mergers, which didn't happen at the right time. But now looking, looking forward has just reworked something with uh, capital first. So that that would be on the car. Paytm. Paytm has completely evolved from pure mobile wallet to a small payment bank, you know, and, and, and the whole history behind uh, Vijay Shekhar Sharma. Snapdeal had a lot of trouble earlier, so now it needs to reinvent itself, which is which it is trying to do. Uh, and so is SpiceJet. So you've had, you've had a whole range of uh, companies which, uh, frankly, they've not given up. You know, they, they, they have seen turbulence. But at, at each stage, they've countered it with, um, you know, with, with business strategies uh, which have helped them survive. And that's what we thought that, you know, it's interesting to look at these kind of companies uh, and not dismiss them because because they clearly uh, have potential and they worked around them. So so those were interesting uh, stories that we'd all worked on. 
that's great. I think in the in the interest of time, uh, it is time to wrap up. But it's an interesting big package, and we would urge all the lis- all our listeners and readers of Forbes India to pick this one up. Uh, Salil, thanks thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Abhishek. Great speaking to you. Thank you, and all you listeners, uh, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to five one eight one eight.